Today's episode is sponsored by Wall Street Oasis. On this show, we talk a lot about the specific skills you'll need to demonstrate as an investment banker. But are you concerned about what your specific chances are at landing an offer? Be sure to check out the WSO Academy, a highly selective 12-week training program that can help you get the job. You'll get one-on-one mock interviews with investment bankers, courses, resume reviews, and an accountability system to keep you on track. Again, this program is highly selective, so spots will open up over time, but check out the link in the show notes and make sure you join the waitlist. You don't have to go it alone when recruiting. WSO Academy can provide the resources you need, so check them out today. Welcome, welcome to the Investment Banking Insights Podcast. My name is Alex Mason and I am your host. And thank you so much for joining me. The purpose of this show is to help you understand both the technical and non-technical aspects of investment banking so that both you and I can transition to a successful career as an investment banker. But guess what? In order to do that, we need to learn some skills, especially if we don't come from a finance background. And these are things that we just don't know yet. So that's my goal is to help you on this journey. And we've been talking a lot about financial statements in many different forms. And what we're going to do right now is talk about a classic interview question, as I understand it to be a classic interview question related to the concept of depreciation and how it connects to the financial statements. So let's go ahead and talk about that now. So imagine someone asked you the question, Walk me through how $10 of depreciation affects the financial statements. What would your response be? Well, the way that I would think about this is to first break it down into logical steps and go statement by statement. Because if someone's asking about all the financial statements, they want to know like how everything is affected and if everything is affected. So we need to start there. And also, let's just remember what depreciation is in the first place. Depreciation is an accounting convention that reduces the value of an asset over time because of wear and tear or just in general becoming less useful. If you buy a brand new Corvette, it doesn't stay the same value over time. It loses value as you drive it around, as newer models come out. The same principle applies to any asset in terms of in accounting sense. So depreciation is that concept. So keep that in mind as we walk through these next couple of steps. So first we'll start with the income statement. Now on the income statement, we would see the effects of depreciation. So remember if depreciation is accounting for the value of an asset being reduced over time, um, and we're saying that. $10 of depreciation is being added to to an asset, basically. We're accounting for an extra $10. What does that mean? Well, first of all, our operating income is reduced by $10. Remember what operating income is. It is pre-tax, and so it is before you get to net income, and it is essentially a way to represent the profit of a business uh, without without counting taxes, essentially. So depreciation is an expense that we're accounting for. And so your operating income is reduced by $10. Now, 
in order to get to net income, we have to assume some kind of a tax rate. You, you could assume 30%, 40%, 20%, what have you. And for the sake of this example, we're just going to say a 30% tax rate. So your operating income is reduced by 10%. You're assuming a 30% tax rate. So then what happens to your net income? Now, if you take 30% off of a $10 reduction, you're going to have $7 as a reduction. So that's what happens to net income. Net income goes down by $7. Okay, you with me so far? That's the income statement. So if depreciation of $10 happens, your operating income is going to be reduced by $10. Because remember, depreciation is, is an expense over time. And so that's going to show up on your income statement. It's going to reduce your operating income. And it's going to reduce your net income proportionally based on whatever the tax rate is. So that's the income statement. Okay, so let's move on now to the next financial statement, the cash flow statement. Remember, we have this link between the income statement and the cash flow statement. Whatever your bottom line is on your income statement is going to be your top line on your cash flow statement, which is net income. So if net income went down by $7 on the income statement, on your cash flow statement, net income also goes down by $7. And that's also the first line at the top of the cash flow statement. Okay, so we're doing well so far. Now let's keep working our way through the cash flow statement. And remember, in the cash flow statement, we have to add back our non-cash expenses. And guess what depreciation is? It's a non-cash expense. When we value a piece of real estate going down over time for accounting purposes, we have to account for that, but it's not actually cash leaving our pockets. It's just it's just the building is just there, right? It's just, it's just wearing out over time. So we have to add back those non-cash expenses. And so if our depreciation is $10, we have to add that back to the negative $7. So we have negative $7 at the top of the cash flow statement as our net income, and then we're adding $10 of depreciation. Okay, so what does that mean? We can do the simple math, negative seven plus 10. That means we've gained $3 in operating cash flow because of that depreciation. We've gained $3 in operating cash flow. And this is all within the operating cash flow section of the cash flow statement, right at the very top. And there are no other changes to the cash flow statement. So the net change in cash overall in the cash flow statement is also up by $3. Now, I want to pause here and kind of explain the significance of this. So we have some kind of asset. We accounted for $10 of depreciation and our operating cash flow is up $3. So what is that telling us? That's telling us something important in terms of how the corporation is working. When we depreciate an asset, we're lowering its value over time. But keep in mind that it's reducing our expenses, right? Because it's tax deductible. So because we're paying less taxes due to depreciation, remember depreciation lowers the amount of ultimate profit that the company is reporting. So that means we save money on taxes and that's reflected in the cash flow statement when that number goes up, operating cash flow goes up. So that's really the significance there. Let's go ahead and look at the effects on the balance sheet now. Now, because we're depreciating something, that something must be an asset and that asset is found on the balance sheet because that's where assets live on the financial statements. 
So the value of our property, plant, and equipment, our PP&E, would go down by $10 due directly to the depreciation. And this is just basically the definition of depreciation, right? It's reducing the value of the asset. So that's what we see there on the asset side. Also, cash is an asset too, remember? And it goes up by $3 due to the net change in cash flow from the cash flow statement. So the bottom of the cash flow statement went up by $3, right? And that adds money to the cash account in the asset side of the balance sheet. So on the asset side of the balance sheet, we now have this positive $3 because of the cash and we're subtracting $10 because of the depreciation on our PP&E. So plus $3 minus $10 equals a negative $7 change on the asset side of the balance sheet. So remember our balance sheet has to balance, right? So if we have negative $7 on the asset side What's going on on the liability and equity side? Well, when we talked about the income statement, we concluded that our net income was down by $7. And remember, net income on the income statement feeds directly into shareholders' equity. And because we're reducing our net income by $7, we're correspondingly reducing our shareholders' equity by $7. So the balance sheet balances. And that's the fundamentals of it. I'm going to repeat now the process that I just went through, but in a much more succinct manner because you're not going to have seven, eight minutes to answer this question. I just wanted to walk you through not just the what, but also the why. So let's go through it again, but much more quickly. So if someone asks you, walk me through how $10 of depreciation affects the financial statements. And you would say, okay, well, I would break it down statement by statement. Let's go ahead and start with the income statement. First of all, because we have depreciation, our operating income is reduced by $10. And then assuming a 30% tax rate, our net income would go down by $7. Net income on the income statement feeds into the top of the cash flow statement. So our net income goes down by $7, and that's the first line item there. Now we add back depreciation because it's a non-cash expense. So negative $7 plus $10 equals $3 in operating cash flow increases. There's no other changes to the cash flow statement. Moving on to the balance sheet, we're depreciating the value of our asset directly because of depreciation. So that goes down by $10. And then cash goes up because of the tie between our cash flow statement and the balance sheet. So an increase in $3 minus $10 equals a negative $7 change there. But we remember also that our net income from the income statement feeds into our retained earnings and our shareholders' equity. So negative $7 on the asset side matches to negative $7 on the liability equity side and our balance sheet balances. Boom, that's your answer right there. So remember, as you gain more fluency with these concepts, it's going to come more naturally. And I've already noticed it for myself, just going over this concept several times now. Um, you'll see the connections and you'll be able to explain them very quickly. And then the person asking you that question will understand that you intuitively know what you're talking about and move on from there. Um, or maybe even ask follow-up questions, but you'll know what you're talking about. So that's an answer to walk me through how $10 of depreciation affects the financial statements. So this has been another episode of Investment Banking Insights. My name is Alex Mason, and I am your host. That was a great interview question. I really enjoyed going through that one with you. I hope you enjoyed it too. And next, we'll be talking about depreciation and its relativity to the cash balance of a business. I'll see you next time.